Some breaking news happening now. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Uh, breaking news, uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, Florida, has suspended his presidential campaign. I, I, he was one of the last people that did you even know he was running? I mean, I don't I don't want to want to make light of that. Um Francis Suarez, no one really understood why he was running for president. This is the mayor of Miami. It didn't make sense for him to run, I guess, inspired by Pete Buttigieg. Uh, He decided a mayor of a big city should run, and his campaign went nowhere. To his credit, to Francis Suarez's credit, unlike Will Hurd, Francis Suarez was not willing to constantly go on MSNBC and attack all the Republicans and attack the Republican Party. So he got no traction in the media uh, like Will Hurd. Hurd can't make it on the debate stage either, but uh, Suarez got in. Everybody kind of scratched their head wondering what's this about, and now he's suspending his campaign uh, to focus on the governance of Miami. Um, and again, I, I think it's it's to, to Suarez's credit that he did not do the grand media tour that people like Will Hurd and even Asa Hutchinson have done to attack everything about the Republican Party while trying to run as a Republican nominee, and, and that uh, caused him to not get any traction whatsoever. He can't didn't make it to the first debate. He won't make it to the second debate. He's not getting traction. He's not getting money, so he's out of the race. And it's okay because we still need people like um, Asa Hutchinson to get out of the race. Uh, Doug Burgum, by the way, has announced he's already qualified for the next debate. Uh, he had a good debate performance, and it's helped him. Okay, I'm going to move on to other stuff because I, I, I got to ask you a question. In all seriousness and in all candor, are public schools in the United States making all of us, particularly our children, more stupid, stupider? I want to play you some audio. This is uh, from the Harrison School District in Southeast Colorado Springs. This is a 12-year-old named Jaden. You're hearing his mother record some of the conversation with a school administrator who says uh, Jaden was removed from class because his backpack has the Gadsden flag on the backpack. Listen to part of this. Let me rearrange this audio for you. I want to make sure everybody can hear it. Some of it's a little muddied here. But I think it's important for you to hear this. Thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag display, mm-hmm. is due to its origins with the um, slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind them. No, the Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gadsden flag. Okay. Um, okay. So he, he, um. By the way, you need to know, 
Yeah, you can't see this, but this is this 12-year-old boy, he's got his arms crossed. He's side-eyeing his mother, and he has the biggest smirk on his face. Like, these people are idiots, and at 12 years old, he realizes these people are idiots. He's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so... I asked if can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class. Like I just wanted to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying. And then he said you were close. So I was like, oh. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like that wasn't. That's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of like. So the the administrator says he can't go back to class with his backpack on because the the teacher doesn't want it in the room because the Gadsden flag is associated with slaves and slavery. And the mother says, no, this is the Revolutionary War. The Gadsden flag is from the American Revolution. It, it has nothing to do with slavery. And, and the teacher, the administrator, hand waves it all away as if this isn't true. Now, I want you to know, to his credit, the uh, libertarian left-leaning uh, governor of Colorado has come out and and kind of laughed at the school system and himself has pointed out that the Gadsden flag is from the Revolutionary War. Uh, yeah, Look, you got to give Jared Polis credit. Jared Polis is a progressive. He is on the left. He is uh, a gay rights activist. He's a, a, a dot-com millionaire. He became governor of Colorado, but he's fairly libertarian, though progressive. He's pretty libertarian. And even Jared Polis has come out and said, this is absurd. The flag, I'm, I'm trying to find his direct tweet here that, that he put out, um, is saying that this is just kind of nonsense, that there's no reason for this. Uh, according to, let's see, where was it? Um, Jared Polis, this is his tweet. Obviously, the Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution and an iconic warning to Britain or any other government not to violate the liberties of Americans. It appears on popular American medallions and challenge coins through today, and Ben Franklin also adopted it to symbolize the union of the 13 colonies. It's a great teaching moment for a history lesson. The flag's name for Christopher Gadsden. He was a delegate to the Continental Congress from South Carolina as a brigadier general in the Continental Army. He designed the flag. He gave the flag to uh, Commodore Hopkins. It was unfurled on the mast of the USS Alfred, December 20th, 1775. Two days later, Congress made Hopkins commander-in-chief of the Continental Navy he adopted the Gadsden banner as his personal flag, flying it from the main mast of the flagship when he was aboard. The Continental Marines flew the flag during the early point of the war. The rattlesnake was a symbol of unity of the 13 colonies at the start of the Revolutionary War. It had a long history as a political symbol in the United States. Benjamin Franklin used it for his join-or-die woodcut of 1754. Gadsden intended his flag as a warning to Britain not to violate the liberties of the United States. It was the most popular symbol of the American Revolution. Now, reading from Wikipedia here, always dangerous, but they're right in this case. Its design proclaims an assertive warning of vigilance and a willingness to act in defense against coercion. 
It has led to be associated with the ideas of individualism and liberty. It is often used in the United States as a symbol for right libertarianism, classical liberalism, and small government for distrust or defiance against authorities and government. Don't tread on me. Y'all, this 12-year-old boy had a Gadsden flag on his backpack. He and his mother knew it was a popular symbol from the Revolutionary War. The governor of Colorado knows it's a popular symbol from the American Revolutionary War. The school district administrator and the teacher did not. So the boy knew more than the teacher. The mom knew more than the school district. We're having conversations in this country where progressives are condemning parental involvement in schools. Progressives are condemning parental input in schools. Progressives think it's wrong for parents to have a say in their kids' education. Here's an example of a parent and a child who knew more about an aspect of American history than the school district did. And the kid was punished for having this Gadsden flag because the school district assumed it was tied to slaves and slavery when it was not at all tied to slaves and slavery. The mom and the child knew better than the school district, and yet progressives think that having an engaged parent in the school system is a bad thing. They're trying to shut parents out of the school system. In California, the Attorney General, Rob Bonta, has filed a lawsuit against the Chino School District, ordering the school district to end a policy that requires notifying parents if their children change their gender identity, alleging it's discriminatory and violates civil rights and privacy laws. The parental notification policy, which has been proposed by a handful of conservative-leaning districts in California, puts transgender and gender nonconforming students in danger of imminent irreparable harm by potentially forcibly outing them at home before they're ready, according to the lawsuit. The Chino Valley Unified School District, which represents 26,000 students, voted to approve a policy that alerts parents if a child requests to be identified or treated as a gender other than their biological sex or gender listed on their birth certificates. The policy includes student requests regarding names, pronouns, bathrooms, and sports preferences. Progressives believe parents should be shut out of their school district so that the schools can indoctrinate their children can encourage their children's sex changes. They don't want parental involvement. They don't want parental knowledge of what's going on. Here a mom actively engaged in her son's education defends her son wearing a popular symbol from the American Revolution. He's defended by the governor of the state of Colorado and the school district of Colorado says it's actually it's, it's slavery. We know. We know best. Actually, they don't know. They're wrong. They have no sense of history. 
this school district wants to teach this kid history, maybe the kid should be teaching history lessons to the administrators of the school district. Our children are actively getting dumber by participating in public schools. Mitty Hassan is the, the propagandist on MSNBC, who if he was on Fox News, the media would be assailing him because he's reliably progressive. They don't care. I want you to listen to this, this spin from this guy. He actually went out and argue, is arguing that uh, kids were not impacted by COVID lockdowns. Today, I want to address this thorny and very emotive issue of kids, schools, and COVID, because we have seen a blatant and bad faith rewriting of history on this issue from a lot of people who should know better. And so I think this today, what you're about to watch, is one of the most important deep dives I've ever done on this show. Because the myths about children and COVID, that kids aren't really harmed by it, that school closures were a massive and avoidable mistake, that they cause learning loss and mental health issues, those myths, and they are myths, dangerous myths, have endured for so long, become so ingrained, so pervasive, that they're not just something Fox viewers believe. I'm sure many of you watching at home have sadly come to accept many of these myths as true. He's actually gaslighting his audience that, that lockdowns did not have a detrimental impact on kids. We've had a spike in suicides. We've had a, a rapid decline in learning and literacy rates and mathematical skills in this country. And this propagandist at Fox News is saying, no, 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 it was, it was, it's all a myth. It's all a myth. It's all a myth. The data apparently is a lie. I honestly, the, these issues are, are starting to radicalize me to the point where I think it would be good if we banned public education ban public schools, and give parents direct money and say, you're obliged to go put your kid in a school somewhere of your choice. Here's the money to do it. But we're not going to have public schools. Public schools are making everybody more stupid. We see that in Colorado, and we see that with MSNBC hosts. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Want to be on the show? Come on, be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. This can't be real. Seriously? With the touch of a button. What? No. No, 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 no. This this can't be. Joel Osteen dot com slash audio d really this is this is a real thing doggone it trip uh <laughs> wow joel osteen ministries it's got this new new portable audio devotional gives you over 400 encouraging audio messages personally selected by joel to take more money from you the, this audio device doubles as a Bluetooth speaker with high-quality sound and an optical headphone port. My goodness gracious. It's You give you give any sort of gift to Joel Osteen's ministries, you're going to get this back. It's real. I can't believe it. That <laughs> Wow. Oh, that guy. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, there are just um, – there are a few people – 
on the planet who you just kind of want to be there on the day of judgment. You want to like, like be able to sit in the crowd and just watch what happens. Um, the Vladimir Putin's day before the throne of judgment, um, it, it, you know, uh, you, you name it. So, so some of the, the, the wackadoo atheists out there, the Richard Dawkins of the world, you just kind of want to see that they're, they're uh Oh moment. Uh, and Joel Osteen, you just kind of want to see that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. All right. All right. We got to move on to other things. Um, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'll do this. Um, I'm, I want to say thank you to the Wall Street Journal for covering, uh, the two year anniversary of Afghanistan. They've done a very good job of covering the aftermath of it. And we should spend some time on it today. And, and I'll try to work that in. There's a story here about an interpreter who worked for the Americans who's now in hiding as the Taliban tries to kill him. It's just, it's remarkable. Uh, just how botched Joe Biden made that situation. And we'll get to that. Right now, however, I want to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can get three of the Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200 right now. They're an odor eliminator. Yes, they're an air purifier. So you get rid of the, the dust and the pollen, and you don't have to buy a filter subscription. They're filterless. They use electrostatic plates. But where they really shine is odor elimination. So, for example, if you have, uh, well, you've allowed cigar smoke to get into your vehicle, as I might have done, and it made my wife very angry, you can plug up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm with a USB cord in the car, and it just works to eliminate those odors. Uh, good as new. Or you got a musty hotel room, a rental car, you've got an RV, you got a musty basement, you've got pet odors, litter box odors, frying odors in the kitchen. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it can help you. You get three of them, less than $200. All you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You don't have to buy a filter subscription, and they just work. Eliminating odors, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. We'll be right back. Let's go to the phones. Craig, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Good. Uh, I was calling because you mentioned that Joel Osteen thing, and I was telling your screen caller, that same ad is constantly showing up in my Facebook feed. And every <laughs> That's single time it does. Saw it. Yeah, it, uh, every single time it does, I, I'll make a comment, uh, basically, you know, about the follies of trying to line your pocket with God's work. I think that was. It looks like Jesus had a few more tables to turn over, and uh, but they delete it every single time. Yeah, okay. You, you know, it's it, it's hilarious because you say that. I'm looking right now. The ad it only has three comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably delete all the negative ones. Okay, and, and I got to tell you, I'm just noticing now. Like his logo is is a black circle, and it says Joel in a script. I, I thought it I thought it was the Food Network. Logo, because you know theirs is a black circle and it says food in an italicized script, and I just glance, but no, it says Joel. I'm I'm realizing it, it's not. My goodness gracious! Okay, for those of you who have no yeah. idea what Craig and I are talking, buddy of mine sent me this in the last commercial break. Joel Osteen, the the prosperity gospel heretic. He's got this. Um, he's got this audio device. If you make a donation to his ministry, he'll send you back this audio device of 400 hand-selected, in his voice, daily devotionals to encourage you to give him more money, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and yeah, yeah I, I can totally see they're deleting comments. 
Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. It just it rubs me the wrong way when I see people trying to use the, you know, the gospel to line their own pockets and saying, "I'll give you God's word if you give me twenty nine ninety nine." Yes, any donation. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really tempted to do like a five dollar donation. See if it even lets me. If you actually go to the website, which I did, the minimum donation, the, the, the prefixed donation is fifty bucks. Yeah, or donate a prayer for his soul. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Greg, thanks for the phone call. I just y'all, come on. Uh, and listen, I know I'm offending some of you because every time I bring him up, there's some people really. I just he helps me so much. Uh, yeah, he helps himself to your money too. It's like what 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 was the guy's name? Um, uh, what's his name? Who wanted the jet? He, he had the he's the the prosperity he was Creflo or whatever. Um, in Atlanta, who is his his Gulfstream whatever broke and. So he started trying to raise money among the the congregation for the new for the new jet. Um, said if if God wanted him to go to the the, the moon, he'd get a rocket to the moon or rocket to Mars. If it was to 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 take the gospel to Mars, he'd want a rocket to Mars. <laughs> I just y'all, I want a Gulf Stream. Jesus wants y'all to fund my lifestyle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I wish I, you know, no, I, I don't really, I wish I had the gumption to like guilt my audience into y'all. I got to start flying private. You know, they yell at me while I pee at the airport, which is true. You, you got to like start subscribing to the Substack. <laughs> These people kill me. Just let me, let me here. Let me give you this audio device. And for a small donation of $2,000. You can hear my past radio monologues. We're not going to call it the podcast. No, you're going to touch and play. This is, I need to get Philip developing this thing. Just pick my best monologues, Philip. And when somebody touches the button, you'll hear my dulcet tones. <laughs> Telling you about Jesus. <laughs> oh, these people, these prosperity gospel people just crack me up. I'm, I'm going to, I need my congregation that they need to get me a new private plane. Because i got to go share the gospel around the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I, I need you to give me a small donation. I'll give you an audio device that you can hear my devotionals as I fly around the world in my private jet. So I don't actually have to come into contact with you. Because Jesus says. <laughs> oh, okay. i got to move on. I just saw. Oh. Prosperity gospel people. Oh, okay. All right. Jesus wants me to move on. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. Serious subject here. The urban doom loop. And I don't mean Joel Osteen's voice on repeat. How the urban doom loop could pose the next economic threat. This is from the Washington Post. It's actually a serious story here. In Indianapolis, the technology giant Salesforce is paring back a quarter of its office space in the tallest building in Indiana where it's been a key tenant for the past six years. In Atlanta, the private investment giant Starwood Capital defaulted on a $212 million mortgage on a 29-story office building. And in Baltimore, a landmark building sold for $24 million last month, roughly $42 million less than it fetched in 2015. All across the country, Downtowns, office spaces, and shopping centers are at risk of becoming ground zero for a new economic hazard, the urban doom loop. 
The fear is that a commercial real estate apocalypse could spiral out and slow commerce, wrecking local tax revenue in the process. Ever since the pandemic drove a boom in remote work, hubs such as New York and San Francisco have drawn attention for their empty offices and previously bustling skyscrapers. But many economists are even more worried about mid-sized cities that have fewer ways to offset the blow. When a major company slashes office space, the sale price of a building craters or a downtown turns into a ghost town. The worst case scenario would go like this. With more people working from home, companies from Milwaukee to Memphis are rethinking their leases or pulling out of them altogether. That drives vacancy rates up and makes it harder for landlords to attract new tenants or sell buildings for a healthy price. This is the this is the Washington Post coverage of this. Let, let, I want to step back from this because this I've been warning you guys about this. Now, I realize that uh, this is a news talk program and we spend a lot of time. Uh, talking about the politics of the day, but this is a larger issue and it has at play the politics, but it's really a new story we're not paying enough attention to, even though I occasionally talk about it. Here's the problem. Let you pick a city, pick Dallas, pick Houston, Memphis, Nashville, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Des Moines. You know, I, so I, I go to Des Moines about every four years for the Iowa caucuses. I always go when it's cold, it seems like. Um, Bob Vanderplatz, I need you to bring me back during the summertime to, to Des Moines. But yeah, I, I go up there, and it, Des Moines, believe it or not, is becoming a tech center and a financial industry. It, it's got skyscrapers in Des Moines. Yeah, I know, Des Moines, Iowa. It's got skyscrapers. It's got a big financial hub. It's got a lot of banks and insurance companies, uh, like the, the, the non-Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha. But as people work remote... And as companies downsize, and as we have labor shortages, those office buildings go empty. Now, there's a side aspect to this that doesn't get addressed in a lot of these stories. The safety and crime in cities. Just a few years ago, before COVID, I did not have any reservation about walking around downtown Atlanta didn't bother me to walk around downtown Atlanta. Unless I didn't want to be stupid after midnight, you kind of stay out. But I don't stay in downtown Atlanta now. There are a number of big hotels in downtown Atlanta. Uh, they've got a big Marriott. There's a, a wonderful Hyatt Regency. There's a, a big Hilton down there. They're building another Hilton down there by um, the the what was the CNN Center and, and the um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You've got the Omni down there. I don't feel safe at night walking around downtown. There are too many homeless people now who accost you who were not there just a few years ago, and the city does nothing about them. In addition, the amount of drug use, it's not like San Francisco, it's not like downtown LA, but it's not a good situation. I don't feel safe. The crime in, in the Atlanta area has even gone up to Buckhead, which is the financial center of the city. It's where the well-to-do rich white people of Atlanta live. I actually stayed at a very nice hotel in Atlanta, um, and, and I liked the hotel a lot. I stayed for years and years. I stayed at the Intercontinental Hotel in Buckhead. Very nice hotel. It's got a fantastic bourbon bar. Um, you could sit outside. You could have a cigar. You could sit out on the front side of it, which was on Peachtree Street, but you started getting bothered by homeless people a few years ago in a way you never had before. And so they've got this nice um, lawn area on the back that's gated, but there have been a couple of shootings in the area, <clears throat> one like around the hotel. And my security team's like, here's this other hotel you need to stay at. It's way more secure. And I've started to stay at this other hotel, and I, I let you'll note I'm not telling you where I stay. 
Um, and it's a great hotel. It's more expensive, but it's more secure. It's not just me and like my wife and kids, they get concerned staying in, in these places. I It's never bothered me to walk down the street in Atlanta at eight or nine o'clock at night. It's never bothered me until the last few years. It really isn't safe at night. When the sun goes down, it's not good. Now, Atlanta is still safer, despite the perceptions of some, including people who live in Atlanta, it's still safer than a Chicago or a New York City or definitely a San Francisco, definitely more than a Detroit. What's happening is companies, for the safety of their employees, they're moving out of the downtown areas. And not only are they moving out of the downtown areas, they're also uh, doing a lot more remote work, so they don't need as much space. So our American cities have these big skyscrapers, some beautiful buildings, and increasingly they're empty. The largest building in the Southeast United States is the Bank of America Plaza in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, or midtown Atlanta. When you look at the horizon, when you see a picture of Atlanta, there's a giant building. It looks like a big rocket ship, and it's taller than all the other buildings. That's the Bank of America building. It, it, it has come up for sale. It's been bought. It's got, undergoing some renovations. It's trying to bring people back in. There are discussions with a lot of buildings in places like Atlanta and in Austin, Texas, and Indianapolis and others to try to convert them into uh, housing and, and other infrastructure. The problem is converting an office building to housing is deeply, deeply problematic and oftentimes impossible because the plumbing is built into these buildings in ways that's hard to expand. So, for example, I'm in an office building right now, and my office building is only 17 stories high that I'm in right now, but there are several floors where people have downsized and companies have left, and there's empty space. But the floors share bathroom spaces. You don't have an individual bathroom for my office. I wish I had one, but I don't. You try to convert a building like this or some of the big skyscrapers around America into residential housing. You, you can't do it because of the plumbing setup. So here's the problem now. You have these empty buildings. Nobody wants to move into them. There are mortgages on the buildings. There's no rent to pay. And who's holding the mortgages? A lot of mid-sized banks are holding a lot of the commercial real estate portfolios out there. It's not the city banks. It's not the J.P. Morgan Chase's. It's not the Bank of America's. It's the mid-sized banks. And they're, you're going to cause a banking problem. Well, you cause a banking problem, mid-sized banking market. A lot of small businesses use those banks. Then you're going to cause a, a problem in the economic corridors of cities where suddenly you have nobody. That's going to spill over into those local restaurants where no one's coming to eat at the local restaurants. So the local restaurants go out of business. All of this has a cascading effect, and none of it is very good. The problem here is that progressives who tend to control these urban corridors don't have good solutions because their solutions are more tax and regulate. Well, you can't tax and regulate people back into buildings. You got to deregulate and you got to do serious law enforcement to make people feel safe, to encourage people to come back and lead an urban revitalization. What we're seeing over and over again is that the areas of the country that need urban revitalization are controlled by political groups and ideologies that are deeply hostile to doing the sort of revitalization needed to bring private sector business back. 
and they don't know how to handle the conversions. And as the Washington Post points out, this is beginning to perpetuate what they're calling the urban doom loop. And the downside is we're at the beginning of this, not the end of it, and it's going to have economic catastrophic effects unless we get a handle on it and start finding ways to incentivize people getting back to downtown areas to do business. Now, let's say you've got one of those downtown businesses or you've, you've got a business wherever you are and you need computers for it. Can I recommend Vision Computers for you? Because they can save you money. They can build your computers, laptops or desktops, and then they can service them as well. Or let's say you need one for your house. Let's say your kids need a, a computer like my kid. We got him a computer from Vision Computers. He does gaming PCs. We were able to tell him the sorts of games he plays. They build him exa- built him exactly what he wanted and needed with a GPU to handle all the stuff he plays. And now there, there is IT department. I mean, he calls them. He's got a problem. He doesn't call me, thank goodness. He calls them. It could be that way for your company, too. Think about this. Just, just think about this. Your doctor's office, lawyer's office, your electrician's office, your plumber's office. You've got multiple people who have multiple computers. You need them each to be slightly different. You don't want the generic big box. You call Vision. They build them for you. And then they give each of your employees a number that that employee can call if they have a problem with email, with printer support, with, with antivirus software, with installing software. And Vision can even remote in and be IT and, and patch the computers for you. They save you money. You don't have to have an IT department. They save you money by building you the PC you want instead of the generic big box model. They save you money. Did I mention they save you money and they give you quality tech support? All you have to do is go to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com, or call them at 404-COMPUTE. Any one of you listening nationwide for yourself or your business, 404-COMPUTE. Call Vision Computers. Ask about the Eric Erickson special. 404-COMPUTE. Well-connected and well-respected. It's Eric Erickson live every weekday. the podcast live stream email and social media links by texting eric to 33777 now hello welcome it's eric erickson here the phone number is 877-973-7425 if you wish to be on the program we you know so I asked this question now. This is my bad. I have fallen down on the job when we had the gathering the uh, weekend before last. I asked all the candidates the question, um, we can't know what we don't know. To Donald Rumsfeld's point about the unknown unknowns, there are things we don't know we don't know. But as president, what rocks would you overturn and into which shadows would you enter to try to learn the things we don't know we don't know so that we can understand we don't know them in order to begin to know them and to figure out how to deal with them. And one of the issues that I highlighted was in West Africa. There have been a series of coups. We didn't really know at first what was going on there. We had some suspicions, and now we know. It's the Russians engaging in coups using the Wagner Group. Now, Prigozhin is dead. Who's leading the Wagner Group? The implication is it might be Putin himself. This is something we actually need to talk about on the world stage, as well as dealing with the aftermath, two-year aftermath of Afghanistan. We'll get to all of that when we come back, and I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Right now, i got to remind you that Labor Day is this weekend. It's this coming Monday, and you need to stock up at omahasteaks.com. You put Eric in the search bar, you can take advantage of unbelievable savings. You get eight free burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks from omahasteaks.com. 
terrific value from Oma Steaks. You get 50% off site-wide. They've also got great seafood options, by the way. They've even got ready-made meals. As your kids have gone back to school and you're rushed on, like, Monday and Tuesday nights getting back into a routine, you can let Omaha Steaks take care of dinner for you. Just pop a meal in the oven and heat it up. It's fantastic. They're all fantastic. I've got some recommendations, including their brisket. Uh, their pot roasts are great. They've also got desserts. You can save big, 50% off site-wide. OmahaSteaks.com. You put Eric in the search bar. You can get the Labor Day Grillin' Spectacular. I forget the exact name of it, but I got to tell you, I got it. You got butcher cut fillets. You got chicken breast, bacon-wrapped pork chops. It's like a pig in a bacon blanket. And then you get the eight free gourmet uh, jumbo franks, and you get the eight free burgers, all from OmahaSteaks.com. Put Eric in the search bar. The Labor Day Feast from Omaha Steaks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.